Hey everybody, welcome back to the Freshly Squeezed podcast. Today is part two of our Fresh Grounds episode with Josh Steins, and we're really excited about it for a few reasons. Number one, it's just a really good conversation. We love Josh and getting to pick his brain a little bit here and there. Uh, We're continuing with the conversation and the topic of insecurities, but also touching on the subjects of making plans for ourselves, but knowing how to trust God with them when they change. And number two, we're going to be going over some of those questions that you guys sent in from Instagram on the subject of insecurity. So if you guys haven't already, go follow us on social media so you can be part of those conversations in the future. It's going to be a great episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. another reason to be in tune with the Lord is whenever things change. And a lot of times the Lord is changing things like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm bringing you into a new direction yep. and you're, you're being tethered down by this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and you're going to feel really insecure letting go of those things. But I need you to trust me because yeah. we're moving. Like we're yeah. going to the next town. That's I know you guys like this town because they're, they're all Jewish. They're yeah. all circumcised like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're about to go to a Samaritan village. So get yeah. ready. You know, yeah. I think it's all about the, you know, we want to be anchored, but it's finding where the anchor should go. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. a lot like I, I've shared this before, but you know, God, God called me to Tennessee and I mm-hmm. married my wife there, found an awesome job there. And, uh, I put my anchor down, you know, and mm-hmm. things that God gave me. And that was, that was my anchor. And then when it moved, um, I thought it was, I thought it was wrong. Yeah. I'm like, this is wrong. My anchor's here. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, uh, it, he, that God is on the move. He's active. Yeah. And so our anchors are going to be moved mm-hmm. places. It doesn't mean, um, our identity is shifting. It means that God God moves and the anchor moves with God. It doesn't stay where it's always been. Um, But God is truth. Like he, but he's a, it's almost like a moving truth. Your anchor is moving, but it's in, it's in him. So it's like, we want to find a place that's nice and snug and has some, you know, a a place we can stay and settle down. And and God, God doesn't necessarily work that way, you know? It reminds mm-hmm. me of something, I think, a, a term we throw around a lot in the church, and it is uh, know what you believe. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have, I'm wary of that statement. Yeah, It makes me nervous. And I, and I think that people mean well with it, and it means like have, have some, ha, I'm assuming it means have, have a faith, have a point of view. It's, you know, like, it's a good thing. Yeah. But I think that sometimes we are so eager to be comfortable and, and like pick a side, you know, like mm-hmm. that's something we tend to do even in the church as well on, right, on yeah. nuance on like, Oh, mm-hmm. he's this or that, you know, or he's, he's this group or that group, or he right. likes this guy. I like this guy. And, and we, we make all these little micro divisions even within mm-hmm. the yeah. culture of Christianity, if you will, the church. Yeah. And um, I think that, like you said, attaching identity to the father Mm -hmm. um but being willing being willing to be led Mm 
and being willing to be right. uprooted and being willing to go through seasons that look very different and yeah. believe in, in believing God for something and then and then watching him change something and then right. and you have a different word and, and right. just kind of the the the, yeah. mm-hmm. the instability as a human that you feel going mm-hmm. through that and right. and I think there's no what you believe idea is is I kind of feel like it's almost used in a, like a little bit of a crutch where it's like mm-hmm. if you get all the truth and you get all the theology right and you get all the data right then you can kind of plant your flag hmm. and we're good and and you yeah. feel good and and like a lot of people do that I think and right. and yeah I think like you said putting the faith in God the Father and in the leading of the Holy Spirit, and then being willing to learn and grow and see things from different points of view. Mm-hmm. And I think just this idea of I need to put my flag down on I'm this or that so that I feel grounded right. is 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 a is it's, an interesting debate. I think yeah, that's a well, trap. It is. I think it is a yeah. trap. It's like it's. I mean, you have traps when you're not um, following Jesus. Like yeah. the enemy is still trying to get you away from Jesus. Yeah. But then when you follow Jesus, the enemy is still trying yeah. to get you away from things. And right. so he's going to have devices to trap you. And one of those I think is, is that because yeah. I think just because you follow Jesus and know who you, your, your maker is, doesn't mean you automatically have a download of everything that's right. That's it. You know, and, and to possibly be arrogant enough to think mm-hmm. you could fathom every scenario and yeah. be able to determine the, yeah. with accuracy this is what's right or wrong for uh-huh. every other believer that I worship with. And, yeah. but we kind of act like it, you yeah. know, we kind of do that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. So that's yeah. just kind of a side thought, I guess, but something I've been <laughs> thinking about is like being careful with defining what you mean by know what you believe. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about mm-hmm. who you believe or are you talking about this unshakable, unwavering flag of I've, like I've got a corner on the truth, you know, right, I think yeah. that's, that's a different conversation. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, that, that's that interesting. really just people need to feel secure. They mm-hmm. need to feel like that. I need to be confident. Mm. We need, we're built. The soul man is not from here. Mm-hmm. Like we're made for eternity and we yeah. feel the weight of being an mm-hmm. eternal being. Yeah. We yeah. need something that's bigger than us and yeah. we feel it. And it's not that that's wrong. It's just where are you going to plant your flag? Mm, yeah. Is it mm-hmm. going to be on a party? Is it going to be on an idea? Is it going to be on this theology? This 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 specific, you know, like I'm I'm a this and you're a that. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't mm-hmm. even get into that. Yeah. You know, or or is it like a child of God, mm-hmm. chosen yeah. by God? Yeah. And I follow where He leads, and and yeah. that's. And that kind of opens things up for yeah. debate and empathy and conversation. And we can talk about it and we don't have to see it the same way. Huh. And, and I don't have to shame you and throw yeah. you under the bus and, and cut you off at the knees. Then, mm. you know, like yeah. then we can kind of, like you can, you interact with things different yeah. when you don't demand that, like this topic answers my value. Like I can't right. be wrong. Like if I'm wrong, what does that say about me? Like when you, yeah. when that is not in the equation anymore and you kind of go like, I hadn't thought of that from that angle, yeah. that point of view. Like there's no, the ego man, like you referenced, like yeah. when, when the soul is tied to the love of the father and the real identity mm. and eternity, the, you put the full weight of your, like, I'm not from here right. and I'm going to put that all on God and the right. rest we can have a conversation about. I think mm-hmm. that's a, 
I, yeah, I think that's, it's, I think it comes down to when we, we become part of the family of God, Mm -hmm. uh, we still feel the need to build and to grow. Yes. But we tend to, instead of like what, what God says to do is build, build his kingdom. Yes. And which is, and it's not part of this world, but I think we take that mentality that we've had all of our lives because we were born with it, like to want to grow and to build and for we, something we lasting it, we need yeah. to be a part of something that's going to last we feel that. yeah and we end up built like a lot of it uh we end up building on earth it, that's it yeah, that's i think, I think that's there's that boils down yeah. so much of the problem to me is and this is the same thought i was having well, coming over here was like i think you really have to mm. audit what is eternal that's and what is point. not and when you take yeah. audit of that you just find there's very it's like the kingdom yeah and like yeah. what God is doing through me in his kingdom is important yeah. to me. And, and like what God is doing through you for the kingdom is important to me. Yes. And like, I want to collaborate with you yeah. and like, I want to get behind people that are making a difference yes. like in the kingdom needle, not yeah. like the rest right. of the stuff is fine and has point because right. we are a human. I don't yeah. want to transcend. Like it's right. nice to eat every once in a while. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to have a shelter. Yeah. It's nice to drive a car. You don't have to fix every 10 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. like I get all of that, mm-hmm. but, but like how much emphasis have we placed on that versus the kingdom? Mm, and right. and if you buy into the systems of the world are where the value comes from, then you're going to fight tooth and nail. Right. to preserve those systems that are important yeah. to you. Yeah. And I am not yeah. saying that they're not important, but they're not eternal. There's only yeah. one that is eternal. And I think when you put your flag there, then yeah. the rest is less emotional. Yeah. We can have empathetic conversation about like, what do you think this policy should look like? What about mm-hmm. this policy? Like, what about this scripture? I thought it meant that, but you think it means that let's have, mm-hmm. you know, like what, why do you do it that way? Like your flag is not here. It's, Mm-hmm. on the kingdom. And yeah. I, and mm-hmm. I think that makes a difference. Yeah. The healthy, the healthy aspect of having a relationship with God that calls for an audit, like mm-hmm. you said, or asking, like, like David said, search me, Oh God, yeah. know my heart. 100%. Like, look, look in my heart. I'm, I'm going to end up like we're human. We're going to yeah. end up building buildings on earth yep. and, you know, putting our flag there. Yeah. And I want, you God to come and search my heart, yeah. see if there's anything that is wicked in yeah. there and then lead me in your way, not my way. Yes. Like, please have that open communication yeah. of auditing yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's a practice. It's yeah. not a, it's not a oh, yearly man. thing. You it's know, it's not, like, it's a daily it's preferred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's, well it's the more you do it, the more you do it, the yeah. more it's going to be uh, a natural thing for you. Yeah. But yeah, it's especially that, that first step for, for a lot of people, especially if it's like the first audit, yes. so to speak, so terrifying. Of, like, of like letting go of your building that you maybe built, you know, spent years yes. building and you're like, no, yes, <laughs> look at this empire that I've built. Yes. I'm yeah. not going to tear, tear that down. I've, I got to tell you a story. I, and this is this, um, this, I, I robbed this, uh, from another, uh, from, from somebody else. Okay. And, and so, uh, and I just want to share it because it was so impactful to me. Mm-hmm. As not original thought, it was I was blown away by this. Um, God told Noah to build an ark. Mm-hmm. Noah builds an ark. He's in it. Life as he knows it is literally washed away. The surface of the globe is changed, and 
just the trauma, thinking about the trauma of that experience, the, the, the people knocking, trying to get in the, mm-hmm. the, just how horrendous being trapped with hundreds of thousands, possibly animals for mm-hmm. like over a month is a horrible, like if you've been to a barn, you wouldn't want to be in it for 40 days. <laughs> like that's yeah. not a fun experience. Yeah. And you know that life as you know it has just ended. There's a massive, like, future is a gigantic question mark. Mm-hmm. And and this idea that Noah gets out of the boat and the first thing that he does in faith and gratitude is builds an altar. Mm. This was the part that was interesting to me. Noah's son is credited with building the Tower of Babel, mm. Nimrod. And the story behind that is, and I don't know if you'll find this in the Bible or this is like some scholars think this is, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't just an arrogant build the temple to God. It was build a temple in fear. If this ever happens again, Mm -hmm. I'm climbing to the top of this tower and we're going to survive this flood. Hmm. And, and like trauma, you're building something. You're always building something. And your experiences, you're going to, when you come out of your ark, you're either going to build in faith or you're going to build in fear. Mm-hmm. And the idea of which one, what are you working on? What are you building? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what, and just that idea of Noah's son didn't even go through this. He was born after the fact, but that experience, that trauma was handed down. That trauma was passed down mm. that his father went through. And mm-hmm. it, it so bothered him that and instead of like what Noah did, which was put a flag and, and go like, I trust God, mm-hmm. like his son built something because he didn't trust God mm-hmm. and, and built this tower. So if this earth ever flooded again, he would survive it. Like That's... his whole life was built around fear. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Noah's whole life was built around faith. And, and this idea that we're all building something here. Mm-hmm. what but what spirit are we building it in and i think it relates a lot to these conversations these relevant you know kind of world issues that we're all dealing with that mm-hmm. we're watching is like it looks different when people of faith build and mm-hmm. it looks different when you're building in fear yeah and they're mm-hmm. very different energies they're yeah. very different yeah. we interact differently when we build in faith mm-hmm. when we put our flag on the kingdom on god on the father and trust Mm-hmm. is a huge mm-hmm. part of that versus we need a better system. We need, we need, you know, like all these relevant issues, but like, that's mm-hmm. what's going to change us. That's what's going to save us. That's the problem. And yeah. Mm. And, and I think that, yeah, that is so good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, even as you're saying that I'm kind of applying that to, Oh, I'm moving all around the microphone. Um <laughs> But even as you're saying that, I'm kind of applying that to the seasonal life that I just came out of. And that's mm. a good, I, I've said this to others, but I'm like, you know, I'm done doing things in my own strength. Yeah. Like, I was talking to a friend and she was like, yeah, I'm in this season where the Lord just keeps opening doors. And then I just rush through them. And he's like, hold on too fast. You know, like <laughs> I just, I'm just opening the door and you're running through it without me. Yeah. And I was yeah. talking to her and I was like, yeah, I'm just in the seasons where I don't want to do anything in my own strength. Yeah. Um, cause I, I would say I just came through, a, I mean, it's the storm. It's like, mm-hmm. um, it's, 
aftermath. I, I think it's, I'm in an aftermath of a hurricane, you know? And um, I guess that's encouragement to anybody who is either in the storm or uh, experiencing the aftermath or, or you're already out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, are you, like Josh said, are you going to build an altar or are you mm-hmm. going to build a tower of security? Big air quotes. Yep. Um, Cause we want security. Like we don't yep. want to, we don't want to go through the flood again. Yep. Like we don't want to go through the, the fire again in, in a storm sense. Um, yeah. So we build, we build our moats, we build our trenches, yeah. we, um, we fortify That's um, it. rather than get on our knees, you know? Yeah. Um, and also while we're on the topic of building, um, someone was talking to me about how the different ways people may build ministries. And he was using, um, video games as an example. Hmm. Um, and I think it's like the top two best selling video games ever. Uh, one is Tetris and one is Minecraft. And a lot of ministries are played, I'm using the word played on purpose, Mm -hmm. like Tetris. Single player, you're just building, 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 building on your own, but you will lose. Mm. There's, I mean, you can get further, you can get a better score. Yeah. You can get top score in the arcade. Yeah. um, But you will lose and there will be an end because that's just how Tetris is made. Yeah. Minecraft, if you're playing multiplayer or however you want to set it up, like you're playing with others, you're building together, you're being creative, you're bouncing off ideas from one another, you're farming, you're like mining together. Um, and literally, depending on how big your server is, how much like storage you have, I don't know how computers work, infinite yeah. amount it's an infinite game, of land, you, know? you can mm-hmm. build whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can die, but you respawn. Yeah, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it um, you, it never ends, and it's infinite. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of ministry I want to do. Yeah, like that's what I want to do through freshly squeezed. This this is the kind of mm. like uh, relationships I want to have with people in the local church. Like, yeah, I want to like let's put our hands to the plow together. Let's mm. get our hands dirty. Let's Agreed. engage in the mess. Yeah. and be and be salt you know yeah. Yeah. and let's build something together that is infinite and yeah. won't die when we die yeah. you know it's the only game that's worth playing if you if you mm-hmm. want to like you know yeah. on that on that like a gaming level is like anything else you build here has an expiration date mm-hmm. your own body you cannot control the expiration i mean you can i'm sure somewhat influence it but yeah. like you have an expiration date and everything that you build on this earth has an expiration date. And it's amazing to me how many, how easy it is for us as people to run after something that will burn. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it doesn't have a value. It's not that it's not important in a season, but it will burn. And mm-hmm. there is, the kingdom mm-hmm. is the only thing that mm-hmm. is worth putting your life into. It's just mm-hmm. the only thing. And and when you live from that that point of view that's when I think you grace and truth have, uh, there, there is a path to accurate, like grace and truth. There is a way, there is a, a process for growth, for mm-hmm. learning, for developing. Um, and, and it's not this, I have to 
one of us has to be right. One of us has to be wrong. And then we need to bury our flight. You know, like the, there is mm-hmm. a, yeah, the long-term nature of the kingdom, the eternal weight of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just answers a lot of like a lot of things inside of us. It, yeah. it gives purpose. It gives, it gives real security. meaning. Yeah. yeah. And it makes your other, the other areas of, of your life, like your giftings and the things God's given, it, it gives them a place to exercise. It gives them hmm. a place to contribute yeah. to something meaningful. Yeah. That's bigger than you, which is so important. Um, why don't we hit some of those, uh, questions from Instagram? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And some of these questions are, we asked a question mm-hmm. and then we got answers from sure. people. So okay. I, let's just kind of read through some of those All right. uh, answers. Let's I think go. it'd be interesting to, to talk about. And then there's a few questions too, or maybe just one. But okay. um, some of the questions we asked were, where do you find security? Um, someone mm. says a well-made plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one's uh, in the approval of others. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I definitely have some thoughts on both of those. Yeah. I think a well-made plan is a great place to put security until it's not <laughs> <laughs> like, like COVID has taught us. Right. Like if you're into five-year plans, you're going to have to roll that one up and start over. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> not that it's a bad idea to have one, not that it's a bad idea to think about the future. I, I'm super for that, but security as in like, like, just depends how shaken you want to be. Hmm. Do hmm. you do you want to go through this every five, ten, two year, whatever it is? Every time there's a catastrophe, every time there's a significant uh, in your personal life life altering event, you're gonna have to scrap it and you're gonna have to start over. Mm-hmm. And that's life. Mm-hmm. Like, very rarely at ten do you have the plan, and at fifty five, it was a straight line there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. De- it, yeah, it just depends how bothered and how ups- how unstable do you want to feel. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a planner. Yeah. And I dealt with a lot of instability as I was challenged with like, oh, so what do you do when the plan doesn't work? What do you do when right. you had no control over this plan? Like, oh, that happened and I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And so that's that's my thought on that. Right. Yeah. It's I'm like, almost how, you, how do you make the plan? Yeah. How do you make the plan? Is it Are they definite, definite... Uh, you know, stopping points or, or uh, progress points, or are they like, is the plan that their plan might change? You know, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. what's interesting, I think that our battle is always being so results-based that we have to put like a prize out there that we arbitrarily select and go, I want to be here by this date. Right. Let's just, we do this. Oh yeah. We're encouraged. All that. Right. (laughs) And, and, and we put ourselves through trauma and mm. beat ourselves up and think less of ourselves if we don't get there by July 24th, 17th, you know, like whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, and I think if let's like filter back kingdom point of view, mm-hmm. if everything that God has given you, your gifts, the person that he created you to be is for ultimately his glory. And then also like you're a part of building this kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't he kind of in control of the end product there? Didn't he start the work? Hmm. 
And, and I wonder if we're so interested on finishing something to make ourselves feel better that we get off the, he started a work and he'll finish a train. Hmm, yeah. And I think we make, we sometimes take detours and we blaze our own trail and I want to be here by 30 mm. and then I want to be here by 40 and I want X amount of dollars in the bank and I want these investments and I want, and, mm. and it's, and it's fine. But just like, did we get off the train yeah. of he started a work and he'll finish it. And that's what I think is the interesting, the, the bigger conversation mm. is who had, who do you allow to have the authority and the final say? I think it sometimes turns into, he started it, so I'll finish it, you know? Yeah, I I was actually just thinking that. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And kind of going back to what I was going to, or what I was saying about, like, I don't want to do anything in my own, Mm -hmm. in my own strength anymore, because I I know how it turns out, Yeah, you know? And um, the way I, so I've kind of had, I kind of have a blank slate on life right now. And like, Mm -hmm. I recently applied to a school again, and it was one of my options. And it was like, and I applied to different jobs. Yeah. And I was like, when I applied for this school, I was like, okay, I am making a plan. This is the plan. I'm going to go forward with it. Um, but I'm going to as easily change course as I am choosing to take this path. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I'm trying to think of a picture of like, I love how you're describing the risk of making a plan. It's almost like, have you ever built something as a child that wasn't built well? Or just like, I'm going to build a tree house today. I totally do this as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) You're asking to construct, you know, person's construction. Yeah. And sometimes get paid for it. No, I'm just kidding. Josh uses uh, real materials for building. (laughs) Building well is always the challenge a broken bike or some rope and some plywood and you're like all right i want the best view you know okay the higher i go the better view i'm gonna get the better breeze Mm -hmm. more fun it's gonna be but it's i'm gonna fall out of this tree at some point it's like how high do you want to (laughs) fall yeah yeah how much do you want to hurt yourself how like I don't know. There's tons and tons of analogies yeah, for that, right. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but I'm kind of in the mindset, um, and of like I don't really want to do anything in my own strength at this. At yeah. This point. Right. And sometimes the Lord's like, "Hey, just make a decision." <laughs> yeah. You know, I, another thing that I think is interesting too, when you start to kind of maybe realize what God has put on the inside, like as things, Mm -hmm. gifts and things he's given you to do. Mm -hmm. I think it gets easier to be like, okay, it's probably something more over here and Mm -hmm. less over here Mm -hmm. because it just connects with you as a person and the kind of person that God made you to be. And I think that gives like, there's a, there, it depends what you mean by a plan. I think if you look at like guiding factors in your life, you know, like obviously gifts and things God reveals about you play a big part in like, I think this is the way we need to go. Like this, this, mm-hmm. this seems right. Right. Um, but then I think the actual specifics, there's too many times where you could be like, it could be this or that, right. you know, like I, and, and I think, I think if God wants something to work, he blesses it and it works. And then I yeah. think 
when it when it's obviously like, hey, I think we're going in a different direction. I think we're afraid of that as people too. This is just a little side road, but I think it's important to know. I think it's hard to, this kind of, again, comes from like security and putting your flag down. Mm-hmm. I think we as humans find it hard to be like, I changed my mind. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I went hard at this for three years. And then I felt like God showed me something about myself or there was something else here. And I took a different path. Right. And I, and I'm okay with that. Like it was good. Right. That those three years were well spent. I learned so much, but I think I'm going, I think this is leading to something else. And that creates a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. It's like, no, I told my mom and my dad and I, and I did the school and I put the money and I put mm-hmm. the time and like, and I think just like needing to adhere to the plan mm-hmm. so much that you can't say I changed my mind. Yeah. Or, or I don't point. think this is where we're going anymore. I think that's a vulnerability. A lot of people uh-huh. have is getting, I guess that's it is like maybe a good gauge. Are you so sold out on your plan right. that you wouldn't be okay with yourself if you went a different way. Mm-hmm. I think the teeter totter situation mm-hmm. where it, it is, uh, it's both. Like, it doesn't mean plans aren't important. Agreed. Because it's almost like Proverbs. Like, Proverbs has very clear um, statements. It does. Like, if you, if you do this, you will live long. And prosper. This causality, this one, <laughs> this equation kind yeah. of language. Yeah, and, and yeah. throughout the whole book of Proverbs yeah. is, is a bunch of those. And yep. you're just like, yeah, that feels great. I'm going to do all those things. Yep. And then in contrast, Ecclesiastes. Exactly. I was just thinking that. Yeah, it is so polar opposite. It exactly. means nothing. Exactly. You could do the best that you possibly can, follow all the rules. It's and all you could, it's all, it's all vapor. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. means nothing. Exactly. And so it's like, it's a, it's a teeter totter. It's between, a tension there as well. Between Ecclesiastes yeah. and Proverbs. I think so like too. Understanding that you yeah. have wisdom to, to make good and right decisions. Yeah. Make good and, and wise plans, yeah. but not holding on to it so much that you're not willing to, um, I guess, progress, exactly, you know, progress in a way that's different than when you originally planned. I agree. You know, and the, the verse, the plans, the the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Hmm. And I, and I think that instead of you coming up with a plan and asking God to get on board, I think the better way is recognizing that God puts desires in your heart. And when you follow them and you pursue them and they become part of your calling or your destiny, Mm Mm-hmm. Those are plans. Those are steps that are ordered by God. And I right. think there's a difference when you steamroll, this is my thing, and you throw God in your backpack and you <laughs> yeah. hope he blesses it versus yeah. like, no, I'm called to this, like like this attraction kind of energy into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is who I'm supposed to be. I think yeah. this is how I was made. I think this this makes sense versus, yeah, versus just like, yeah, well, uh, Hope, hope God likes this one, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holding the tension between that can be difficult. It's very but difficult. again, it's the, yeah. it's the, the intentionality of, yeah. of deciding to, yeah. to balance in the middle. Yeah. Even, in, even though it may be confusing or, yeah. or difficult. Yeah. You know? Oh, one thing you said, I don't even know what it was pertaining to, but, um, Oh man, it may be too far back, but you were like, um, oh yeah, it's way too far back. 
<laughs> but uh it's so far back but it was talking about we were talking about um uh deciding stances and flags and camps and yeah. you said like whenever we root ourselves in the identity or as children of god whenever mm-hmm. you said children i immediately thought of like how kids their security is still a high need mm-hmm. but like they're not worried about necessarily what to what hills to die on like what should i believe am i a patriot you know they're like mm-hmm. what's mom and dad doing mm-hmm. like what's dad doing what's mom doing um and their their instinct is to follow and i feel like as we are rooted into uh our identity and as a ch- as children of god our our security should be in what is yeah. the father doing? What is the father saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And me tying this thought from a while back into the the answer of the question of I find approval in the approval of other or finding security in the approval of others. Um, I think I often root into a human being that I'm following, you know, mm-hmm. into what they're thinking, what they're saying, yeah. what they're believing. Identifying so with. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Agreed. I think that this that this question I'm starting to kind of sense is more of a two part question um, because we we are quicker to talk about uh, needing approval from other people, but we oftentimes what we what we often need is like we're we're more worried about other people's opinions of us when what the really crippling thing is our own opinions of us. Mm. And, Mm. and I think that a lot of times when people make us feel a certain way, or we feel like we need approval from them, it's not always so much about that specific person or needing approval from it. It's like, if they don't approve, how do I feel about myself? Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like there's a connective link between what other people make me feel or how I'm allowing right. other people to make me feel and actually how I feel about me. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul addressed this a lot when he, when he talked about like, I don't, I think he got to a spot where not only did he uh, not care about the opinions of other people, he mm-hmm. also, he also must have had to get to a spot where he didn't care about his own opinion of himself. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that that's a sweet spot. Like if you can get to a spot in your own where you're so settled in, Mm -hmm. in, in the, in what God says about you saying that, like, I see you, I Mm -hmm. know you, I can number your hairs. I, I want like the nails, the nail scars in my hands are about you. And, Mm -hmm. and when you really get Mm -hmm. that kind of love, you know, we're, we are all, slapping like you know dots or stars on each other all the time a little max locata book i read (laughs) as a kid i never forgot that and and i think the real power is in not letting the the harsh criticism or the compliment stick Mm -hmm. and i think yeah and, and i think it's not so often about what other people think about us it's about what we think about us 
I think that's oftentimes the one that's buried deeper under the sand because it's really, it's easier to get to the spot where I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't care what these people think about me anymore. That's mm-hmm. fine. But, but what often is circulating deeper is like, but if I don't get that approval from them, how do I feel about me? Am I okay without mm-hmm. their approval? Like right. mm-hmm. me, why do I need that? And, and like, oftentimes I, I find as I, remove things out of my life that I crutch on for security. And it's not even just the opinions of other people. I'm left at this one little spot. Mm. Who am I without it? Yeah. Mm. And, and at that point, That's you're kind of looking in the mirror and going like, mm-hmm. who am I? Can, can I be okay without their approval? Or like this party's not going to like this. What if you're nothing without this dude. If you're nothing <laughs> yeah, without this dude. Oh, <laughs> I love That's you, so bitch. good. There you go. Yeah, another question we asked on Instagram is, "Where do you find confidence?" Mm. Um, so it's a, it's it's I guess security and confidence isn't isn't the same thing. So it's a little bit different. But um, we had someone say uh, answer with, "I get confidence from my Jesus hype music." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is true. I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of uh, when I'm down or or uh, disappointed or stressed i tend to want to put music on yeah. worship music yeah and just kind of bask in worship yeah. you know because it's just like i could go and read but i could you know that that helps too but i i do i think there's times where i'm just wanting to sit back like lay lay on the couch and yeah. just listen to people praising yeah. god and 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 in turn do it do it 100%. as well but yeah 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 I think it's confidence is an interesting, I guess how you define that term would define how you'd answer it. Um, you know, if, if we're not talking about identity and security, but confidence is kind of a form of somewhat of a security. I think it's a, it's a feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Finding confidence in your security. Mm-hmm. I guess you've, you, you have a level of confidence in yeah. how, yeah, maybe it's a result of yeah. security. I don't know. I mean, like there's there's like a there's a different scale too. There's like I personally I find I find a lot of feel goods, if you will, in doing things that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Like just that I know I'm gifted for and it feels mm-hmm. good to kind of be in your lane and in your pocket and going like, Okay, this is my rhythm. I love this kind of stuff. I'm good at it. I feel really natural and comfortable. Yeah. And, and like confident, if you will, in this environment, because while I'm not perfect, I know I'm made for this kind of stuff. And if you put me in an environment where I'm like, whoa, I'm really not gifted for this kind of stuff. And like, no matter how, like, if I practice my whole life, I would get to a five out of a 10 and it would take me another 40 years. You know, like I'm really (laughs) not made for this. (laughs) I think you inherently kind of feel this awkwardness or like, this doesn't feel like my spot or my Hmm. space. And like, Mm -hmm. maybe that's not attached to the value conversation that you get from God. It's more like I'm uncomfortable. I don't feel confident. Yeah. Maybe that's because you can be secure and still not be confident about something. Yeah. Cause, cause like Mm -hmm. overarching value from God says, this is who I am is different than the specifics of like the work that I meant to do. Right. You know, like there's kind of a different conversation. Mm-hmm. It like, kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the sister who everybody's like, can somebody tell her she can't sing? Because like, I mean, we know she's <laughs> gifted, but like not for this, you know, like <laughs> not singing. We're all yeah. confident that she, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, right. I guess it might depend a little bit on how you define it, but yeah, I think, I think there is a, I think when I feel the most confident, 
as a person, I feel like I'm in the groove of like, okay, I'm for me, I, I just, I build things. So like when mm-hmm. I'm building something or in the framework of seeing something through the lens of building right. it, I'm very confident. Like I'm right. comfortable there. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I can manage the variables on some level or I'm comfortable with the ones I can't, you know, like right. just, you feel natural. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point to make. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had another person say that they feel confident in trust when they trust in others and leaning on them and God. Um, mm. I think, yeah, there's a confidence in community. I and, think so too. Uh, knowing that others are going to catch you if you mm-hmm. if you try something, because yeah. I, I the, a reoccurring theme in our conversation today is like risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, faith is risk. Um, security is risk. Is yeah. there well? We'll get to the last question here um, from a friend of mine um, that I was going to hit on, but we'll get there. But um, okay. I think that, uh, yeah, communities for a purpose and yeah. Yeah. Uh, we take risks together, you know, yeah. yeah, and we have that confidence because we know that like God's got us and he's placed people in our lives. Yeah. I think of that verse like in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Yeah. Or wisdom. Wisdom yeah. or say, I don't remember yeah, what the wisdom. word is. Wisdom. Yeah. 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 And I think that, yeah, it goes really well with what you're saying. Yeah. Another one says uh, finding confidence in achievements. Achievements. I like that. Yeah. I'm so geared that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just like being a doer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love my checklist. Yeah. Yeah. Checking off that box. Yeah. Feels good. It and does. I think like in those seasons, like you were talking about, like where, um, like man i'm i'm probably gonna be really bad at this for a little bit but i'm gonna keep um i'm gonna keep going and learning yeah finding little achievements along the way like help fuel that journey yeah Mm -hmm. um kind of giving yourself smaller goals to hit yeah we'll kind of talk over these pretty quickly because this is uh the next question is what is your number one insecurity Mm. so these are just some interesting um personal answers for yeah. this but uh one person says generation generations uh generational curses coming out in my parenting and mm-hmm. life choices that's an insecurity that is interesting yeah yeah i i've i've definitely felt that yeah in, in different ways i'm like i, I want to do this the same i want to do this better mm-hmm. and then uh fearing that i won't <laughs> yeah i get it yeah um i get it i wonder if it's this something that has been the concept of generational curses is something that I feel like I, I want to learn a lot more about because there's something that there's so much to this, but I I'm, I'm starting to think, I don't know. Part of me wants to say, if you can see it, you can change it. You know what I mean? Like they're like mm-hmm. in a real practical level. Yeah. I think sometimes the, the byproduct of a generational curse is you don't even know it. You know, like you, it is passed down. It's DNA. Your dad was this way. You're this, like you, you don't even, it's not like you're the one in line who goes, wait a minute, there's a better way. You know what I mean? It, yeah. So I, I don't want to like make this like you're, a, it's like a powerless thing. Right. Where like, you know what I mean? Oh, I definitely yeah. know. And mean, yeah. And then, and then I think there's the real element of like, you have, you have DNA struggles. You have things that are going to be passed down to you that you inherit. And, yeah. and that's a real thing too. 
Yeah. And, and it's kind of the searching your heart type thing because yeah. the things will stick. I mean, you're going to, you're going to deem things from your surrounding growing up, especially yeah. your, your developing ages. Like yeah. you're going to, you're going to get things that you don't, you didn't intentionally put 100%. there, you know? And then, then as you grow, yeah. it's learning how to yep. hand, hand them over to God. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 I get that one. That, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, another one was, uh, what is your number number one insecurity is having no plan and things falling apart, not being yeah. good enough. Yeah. That was another uh, thing. I think it, it, it indicates an underlying need to feel either a, like accomplishment for self to feel better about self, or there's pressure from another party to accomplish mm-hmm. something. And, mm-hmm. and I just always disclaim that too, because in, in the attempts that parents, well-meaning parents have of giving their kids, you know, work ethic and direction and, and drive mm-hmm. oftentimes that byproduct of this can be, um, kids putting a lot of pressure on themselves right, to yeah. like, I need, I need to be here by this age. I need to make this amount of money. And and then the, the question underlying question being again, like, who am I? If I, if I choose, like, I actually love this thing, but it doesn't make me 250,000 a year, like the attorney, my dad wanted me to be, mm-hmm, right. but I really like selling, you know, candy, you know, whatever, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like whatever your thing is, I think that, that it's, it's either, it comes back to, needing something to feel good about yourself. And you, you were made to believe that you were a little less than if you didn't accomplish this thing. Right. Usually mm-hmm. that's, I feel that that's usually placed in a child at an early age yeah. and then mm-hmm. just kind of becomes the way you see the world as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's oh, it's just so often where that starts, maybe not always, or somebody else later in life, you know, you kind of get shamed or you feel bad because you're not here. Yeah. Sometimes you can do it to yourself, but I think usually that's, yeah, that's, well, um, it's, it's really easy to do because parenting when they're younger, you kind of have to teach in that way. Like mm. you, you do a wrong thing. You're going to get a spanking. Mm-hmm. This kind you of do the result, right thing. Yeah. Good job. Exactly. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that a lot of times that never transitions into a uh understanding why you're doing that like yeah. this is mm-hmm. like at a young age you can't the kid can't understand why yeah they just mm-hmm. have to understand that they can't do it yeah exactly um, and then when they get older you kind of have to go into yeah. a, a new mode of teaching yeah. and learning and so mm-hmm. i think a lot of people never they kind of skip over that stage and so yeah. they're still on the like <laughs> that mindset of of uh, learning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. It's yeah. almost like not moving past classical conditioning. Yeah. Like, um, Agreed. The, a relationship maybe starting off as classical conditioning. I'm not a parent, but I can imagine it being hard growing up um, where a parent doesn't like move on from the more black and white discipline into more of a relational um relationship um and then i was gonna say like i also know this person and i'm a really big fan of them and um i can also identify with um kind of doing life non-traditionally that's kind of a Mm -hmm. big air quote word but like i haven't finished school and um i'm not necessarily doing life 
um, like others my age and, um, or like anyone else in my family or like how anybody else in my family would, uh, prefer me to do life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say it's okay not to have a plan. Like I, my advice whenever I meet people who are like 16 or like even seniors in high school. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of steering away from being like, well, what do you want to do with your life? Yeah. Because I, like, I don't even ask that question you know, anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just spin off what you say too. you know, to they're, they're like you said, classical conditioning, um, expectations of parents, of friends, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, cultural stigmas or expectations. Like you're supposed to graduate and know yourself well enough to know exactly what you want to do mm-hmm. for your forever job. That is crazy. Yeah, that's that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Um, You literally (laughs) know the least amount about yourself at that area of life. And you for the first time are probably thinking on your own two feet, like, just since yesterday. Like, it's not (laughs) (laughs) I I think the time to make that, like, I could see myself doing this for 20 or 30 years, comma, if you're even the kind of person that wants to do one thing for 20 or 30 years, we have the internet. Right. Like you yeah. can do whatever you want. Like there, yeah. you, it's, you know, wow, this, this conversation goes so many different ways, but like just 20 years ago, there weren't the kind of options that there are. Oh, now. Yeah. And so I think to put kids, like we got to evolve with our world. Yeah. Preferably at the speed it's evolving mm-hmm. and to put kids in the context of you need to figure out what you're going to do. Cause you're 18 now. I think it's just a massive, I, the most, right. the conversation of that age, in the kids of that age group, the conversation that I hear the most is, I am terrified about the future because everybody's telling me, I think they think, you know, I'm supposed to know what I want to do. And right. they're shocked that they don't know. And they feel like they're the only ones who don't know. Yeah. And like 90% of them are all saying, we're really not sure we know, we know what we want to do. Like, welcome to being uh kid right like the gen z yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure it out i I can't imagine the percentage of people who decide to go into a a profession that they didn't really want to do like because Mm -hmm. of the pressure of almost similarly to like being at an ice cream shop and your dad's like just make a decision quick and you're like okay vanilla 100 i mean that's what i did that's what i did with what tool i wanted like i had three in in front of me and my parents were like you need to decide today and i'm like Uh, yeah this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and... if your three-year-old wants to be a doctor and that holds true at 18 and there was no variation, maybe we ought to try med school, you know, like, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's but not also, a cookie cutter no, thing, for sure. I would say to someone who's like in the situation of like, um, the anxiety of feeling like you're in the place of needing a plan and not having one, mm. I would say like seek first. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God because you'll feel the pressure to make a plan and then you'll make one and then do it in your own strength and then be yeah. back in the same That's place true. you were yeah. like, when that falls through. Yeah. yeah. And I tend to like shoot really practical on this on like the, the big picture thing being the direction of God and the kingdom. It's like maybe second tier perspective being like really being in search and discovering the gifts mm-hmm. that God put in you because right. it probably is going to be related to something that like the work you do is going to be, I, I heard this once that the, the, you know, you found your gift when 
uh, I think I go butcher the quote. It's the thing that you do the best with the least amount of effort. And I mm-hmm. thought that was a pretty good way of putting that. I and mean, it's yeah. not like all inclusive, but I think that's a good gauge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like kind of being in pursuit of like, what do I like? I think people right. overlook that too. Like before what you should do, let's take inventory of what are your interests? What do you even like doing? Right. You know, yeah. that's a big, that's a like, God puts the desires of your heart in you. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not all that often you hear somebody be like, I hate this. And I'm just the best in the world at it. Like usually what you really <laughs> like doing, it's much easier to get good at what yeah. you like doing. Yeah. So that yeah. being in correlation and then, and then the, the most practical level, just being like, try it. If it's not yeah. the thing, it's going to lead to the next thing. Like yeah. it's okay to be like, oh, well, four jobs in, not found it yet. Like it's going to like, I am so surprised. I work so many just, ridiculous jobs as a kid. I, I graduated super young. We were homeschooled and my mom uh, pushed us through pretty quick. And so I graduated at 15 and we didn't go to college in my group very often. So I went straight into trades. Like I've done anything related mm-hmm. to building a house or mechanics, like all of it. Mm-hmm. And I was always bothered that I never found the thing that I really liked doing. Mm-hmm. But every single one of those jobs gave me skill sets and lessons that fit into what I do now, which is essentially like the guy who can do everything. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's funny. That's what I like doing. I never yeah. found the one thing. And so yeah. that, you know, it's just, it's interesting how it's not always that one thing, but God will lead you through things that develop your character, your skill sets. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go like, oh, wow. You look back a few years and you're like that, that was on purpose. And, and I tried yeah. some stuff and I was like, yeah, I'm not good at that. Like, right. I know it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it from a parent's a parent perspective and wanting to do well with my kids uh-huh. is uh, is understanding their individual gifts and personalities and yeah. helping them develop them I as agree. a kid. I think that's so important. Because a lot of times I think we like do well in school because that's right in front of you. Do well at that. And so yeah. there's a ton of things, all bunch of Agreed. crazy different things that you want to do well at. And you just, a lot of kids excel at that and a lot of kids don't, yeah. but mm-hmm. That's the main focus is like do well in school, yeah. get a good grade. And then when you're done, you're like, okay, now what do you want to, what do you want to do? Yeah. Instead of like developing during those younger years of like, man, my kid is really good at taking yeah. things apart, yeah. understanding what the, you know, what's on the inside yeah. and putting it back together. Exactly. That's amazing. Yep. Like let's develop that. Yeah. So understanding that, and it doesn't even have to be your own kids. Like that's what I love about youth ministry, I do too. seeing gifts and other kids and pointing them out because a lot of times they don't even understand it themselves. Agreed. They're Agreed. just naturally good at something yeah. and you're able to point it out. And those like moments where they yeah. realize it for the first time themselves is so, I don't know. It's just encouraging. Yeah. It's so encouraging Yeah, uh, for me and them. Yeah. You know? and, and you can't take it for granted that they have parents that are active enough and even paying enough attention in their life to point that out. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, your gift is sometimes what kind of sets you apart. And other kids have a great way of ostracizing kids because of their gift. Mm, and and mm. that looks different. And yeah. she thinks different. And he does that different. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it becomes this thing that in the moment, in your developmental and formative years, does not come across as a blessing. It's That's like, true. you are the weird dude. You were the odd <laughs> duck. And it's like, no, you're just way smarter than the rest of your class you know like you're developing your gifts young (laughs) yeah you're not trying to fit the system
Hey friends, thanks for listening in on the second half of our conversation with Josh Steins. We always gain so much wisdom and insight from him. And if you're interested in hearing more about Josh's backstory and testimony, you can go back and listen to episodes two and three and listen to that conversation. We have a lot of fun things planned in the upcoming weeks, in our episodes and on social media. And you can stay up to date with us on Instagram and Facebook. There we also like to post questions that we may feature on the podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful week, and as always, stay fresh.